The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPA is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice, know the guys. Me, really real, villain real, it's real from Junior and uh <laughs> Oh man, I love when you know, the odds are stacked against me. Everybody, everybody's chiming in. Everybody's saying it. You're not cashing Philly plus two and a half. You're not cashing Philly plus one and a half. You're not getting Philly plus 280 on the money line. Oh, man. It just, can I get it one more time? We got him. We freaking got him, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, we got him. We we got him. That that is, you know, and that bubble Murray, I be trying to tell you, like, you don't never hear. Don't nobody ever ever say bubble AD went crazy in that book. Shoot, bubble, bubble AD was like that. It'll never be like bubble Lillard. Bubble Lillard, he don't even. That was just bubble Lillard. You don't even. He ain't even doing that now. That's just bubble Lillard. Don't nobody say nothing like that. Bubble Brian, bubble Jimmy. Don't nobody ever say bubble them. But bubble Murray, I don't know who started that. I don't know who started that. I ain't going to sit here and say that I'm, I am I think that he should continue to be called the name, but all I'm saying is that Bubble Murray, the name exists for a reason. We got him. Scott Studio, Rochelle, everyone. Yeah, uh, good to be here. I was going to let you do your thing uh, to start off the show. Overall, I didn't have much action on the games yesterday. I was mostly involved with hockey, which went well for me. Had a little bit of action in basketball, nothing much, though, so can't really complain there. Uh, But for the most part, you had two relatively lopsided games. Now, the team that you might have picked for both those games was a bit of a surprise, uh, depending on if you thought that Boston would show up at home or if maybe you thought Phoenix, based on how they played in games three and four at home, would play well maybe in game five. But the games really were relatively one-sided. I know that Phoenix made a bit of a run there in the second quarter. I believe they took a lead for maybe 20 seconds, and that was basically it from there. But Denver was up double digits for most of the second half. Philly was up double digits for most of the second half. The games themselves weren't exactly that great in terms of competitiveness. But when it comes to the show, I know that you did well. So I guess that's all that matters because I didn't have much action yesterday. So, yeah, you have any takeaways you want to mention? Because I feel like everything you thought was going to happen on the show kind of happened. Maybe not to the degree that you expected. Yeah, it's at Phoenix. That was it. If I would have got Phoenix, I'd have been unconsolable today, honestly and truly. That's the only reason I kind of I feel like I didn't do much. I just, you know, it was just a couple drops and a couple laughs. But you, you know, still got the Murray play would, right though. Yeah, uh, Denver again. And you know, that's what it cost me. 
like you remember the the Thanos meme where it said, "Did you did you get it?" And yes. What did it cost you? I got Jamal Murray under, and it cost me, you know, Phoenix losing outright. <laughs> yeah, uh, they weren't very close throughout that game, but we we'll talk about that in a second. I feel like the main story's got to be the Boston game, just because of. Not the fact that Boston lost, even though you can make an argument on talent, the, the, the on paper, the more talented team. It was the manner in which they lost, where they just got really smacked from the get-go. Philly dominated most of the game. They were leading for basically the last two and a half quarters. They were up double digits for almost the entire second half. Tatum, once again, got off to a really bad start to the game. Brown was really good in the first quarter, and then proceeded to basically never shoot the ball again. It was one of those games where you couldn't tell why Brown wasn't getting more action, but Harden was really good, Embiid was really good, Maxi was really good. He had 30 points as well. You have any takeaways? Because it just seemed like Boston really was going through the motions, and it looked like, based on defensive intensity or lack thereof, it looked like a regular season game for them, didn't it? regular season game yeah it looked like that when they remember when they went to go play the rockets like that's they just didn't show up they clearly just truly clearly did not show up to the game and that is insane to think of (laughs) at a game five at home in the conference semis that you just don't show up like clearly don't show up i can't even i can't even like bask in the 76ers because it's just like they took advantage they just took advantage of a team that did not want to come play basketball at home with a chance to go three games to two in a series and have a 80 percent chance of winning by that point probably yeah. more than 80 percent because they have you know the home game seven as well so like but it's like some 82 percent of teams that win game five go on to win the series and you just didn't show up at home like that is is mind blowing. Like literally mind blowing. And they honestly might have saved Missoula. Like because then now he didn't have to make you know questionable calls at the end of the game because they weren't even close. Well, the argument though is that Missoula <laughs> basically just had no game plan in the first place for Game Five, and then once Embiid and Harden, I know when both guys get rolling, you really can't stop them, or at least both but- of them. Maxi was great too, but. Boston Tobias Harris was going early. He had like 16 points early in that game. He was good. I mean, you're getting good minutes from house as well off the bench. Oh, and transition was was great. Yeah, it it just felt like it just felt like Philly came in there and said, oh, y'all are just going to give us this. Philly came in there and basically (laughs) said, wait a a second, we're tied 2-2 right now. Like, all right, cool. Let's, (laughs) Let's go up in the series because you make an argument that both games Philly won, Boston should have won. So Philly was playing with house money at this point because nobody was giving them a chance going into the series. At least most people weren't. I know some people were uh, fading the Celtics in general, but the fact that Philly could have arguably have gotten swept just based on how the two games they won went where things looked a little bit, yeah, potentially you, uh, maybe Adam, maybe, (laughs) potentially both. The point is I do think – Adam honestly just fades Philly. <laughs> I'm just saying he did. He did. He. Did I feel like his his Sixers fandom is equivalent to my Knicks fandom. It's like, oh yeah, we're a fan, but honestly, we freaking hate these teams. All I know is there is documentation of Adam taking Philly in six, so there is documentation that does exist. So oh, okay. I got to give him right. props for that. But still, I'm not saying the series is over. 
We saw the same thing happen last year with Boston, how they were able to beat Milwaukee in game six and seven. I know they have a different coaching staff uh, with Idoka being gone. That's some of the best revisionist history, though, is that people are pretending that Udoka was this great late game coach because Missoula is so bad. When I roasted Udoka for the same exact issues last year. Where do you think he learned it from? Just saying, like, this this team was never good late in games. So it's not like this is sudden. However, the issue that I have with Missoula is that it doesn't feel like he ever challenges his guys. And that was one thing Udoka did well. He wasn't afraid to call his guys out and tell them you got to play better, do this, do that. And that was something I give him props for. Missoula, the only people he ever gets mad at are the media for not asking about some adjustments. He hasn't won any games since, right? Like, Missoula calls out the media, like, you're not going to ask me what adjustments I made for this. Has he won a game since? No, right? Yeah, they have not. They have lost two straight. They have lost two straight, potential to lose three straight. But anyway, Philly showed up to play. Boston didn't. Tatum had some of the most empty calorie 36 points I've ever seen. But I guess I'll ask you this. Boston's favored in game six on the road. Agree or disagree. If that's fair or not, that's just where we stand. You know Boston's going to be favored in game seven in theory. Maybe it's just the way that they lost in game five. Do you think Boston has a chance to actually come back and win the series? I know you've been anti for most of the series, but in general, do you think they actually show up for game six on the road? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I probably won't have a bet on that game because essentially my bet on that is the Philly plus 470 to win the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's because if Boston wins game six, I feel I would feel more worried about the plus 470 ticket because yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm not I don't know if I'm remembering this right. I think I am, but I'm pretty sure they were down 3 games to 2 last year in the semis. That was the exact Milwaukee. same situation. They yeah, were, and they went back at home, they won game 6 and then on the road. Game yeah, game 1 game 6 on the road and then came in 1 game 7 at home as well. So if you are somebody that bets Boston and you don't have an issue and you think that, you know, they hold you down or whatever, I think you should consider getting down on Boston at plus money right now for the series. Because one, you're probably going to get a better value than betting them at what minus two on Thursday. And then if they go back to Boston, it's probably still back at the minus seven minus. Yeah, it's going to be around range. seven. Five yeah, it's going to be back. It's going to be back at that seven range, maybe, maybe six because it's a game seven, but it's still going to be in that range. Like you probably just have better. If you like Boston, you want to bet Boston, you probably have better luck. Just go ahead and betting Boston plus money to win the series and just say if they win game six, you're getting Doc Rivers and James Harden in Boston for a game seven. Yeah, it's pretty nasty work. Potentially, right. but but basically Boston just no-showed the game. Did you have anything you wanted to say quickly for the Phoenix game, or just they got run out of the building? Yeah, they got run out of the building. The series hasn't started because nobody won on the route. So. Okay. Well, the series might be over before it starts because we might be going <laughs> to seven, so just keep that in mind. But. 
All right. For the month of May, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGP. And for Shady May, not only can you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have the chance to win $500. And so all you have to do is go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code SGPN, and get 50% off two plus pairs of sun- polarized sunglasses. And then what do you do? I'll tell you. You go take that receipt to SportsGillingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May's contest. So it's so simple. You can get two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then you can low key get reimbursed for your sunglasses and get some money on the top with the contest. If you're not, you should be entered into that contest. Go get you some nice shady rays. Shadyrays.com, promo code SGPN. All righty, here. Let's talk about the games that are actually happening tonight. I have a hunch you don't want to talk about one of these games. We're going to have to talk about it anyway. Yeah, no. I mean, eh. All right, so the team that plays in Master Square Garden is welcoming the Miami Heat. They opened up as a three-point favorite. Now the team Madison Square Garden is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It actually was up at four, and it yeah. just got some buyback to three-and-a-half. But as soon as it... Uh, it was at three, and then Miami huge Miami bets came in, and it went to four, which was crazy. And now it's back at three and a half. Finally, uh, two hundred nine and a half is the total. That's down half a point. Uh, let's see here. Where's my? There we go. For the injury report, we have Emmanuel Quickly, who is it says doubtful, but he's out. They, I feel like I already saw somebody that ruled. It, him it's out. an ankle sprain. I'm assuming that he's not going to play. It's a high ankle sprain at that. Yeah. Uh, That's a couple so, weeks. So no Emmanuel Quickly. You know Jericho Simmons has been out for a little while, and for the Miami Heat, Jim Butler's questionable. He's going to play. Caleb Martin is questionable with the back. Haywood Haywood Highsmith is probable with the knee. Caleb Martin, because I don't think he's been on the, qu- the injury report at all. So he hurt his back, I believe, here. in the middle of game four, but then he had that dunk in the fourth quarter anyway. Yeah. So I'm not sure how injured he actually is. Maybe it's like something that kind of seized up on him as you know time went on. I mean, hey, what I will say is that textbook reverse line movement in this game still. So Is it? Because it wasn't four, and then you said they took a lot of money. I mean, it got buyback, but it's still it's still the fact that there was eighty percent of the bets on. I was going to say you said it opened at three. I don't even remember seeing it at three. I only saw it at four. I saw I night. saw a three, and then I saw it go to four, and then now I saw it back at three and a half. And I was like, and I told myself last night, I was like, man, I got to bet the Knicks if this stays at four. So it, so it buyback on three and a half is enough where I'm going to have a no play on it. But I think it's going to close three, but we'll see. If it closes three, that'd be interesting because they're like ev- all like everywhere, everywhere that I saw that reports bets and money had a substantial amount of money on Miami after yeah, that makes sense. game. Yeah. So it's just like, how did it even. It should have been fell. And that's where that's where reading lines can be tricky sometimes. And it, it's like, it's funny because the books will try to throw you off. Like sometimes they'll just give you a gift, but other times they'll try to throw you off with the line movement. So I tell people like, trust your like handicap and stuff, but you got to be able to read lines as well, because sometimes the books will tell you. And I don't, I just don't know. I, I figured that all the money that came in the heat, this should have been down to two, one and a half by now. Like it's kind of actually disrespectful to the Miami heat. 
I'm taking the Heat. At, at some point, I got to just read the room, which is the Heat are the much better team. I got them at four on the overnight. I gave that out on YouTube. So I'm not surprised at three and a half. Uh, but I do think it's going to drop a little bit more. The Knicks, as far as I'm concerned, just emotionally or mentally, maybe it's just Randall. It feels like a broken team. Uh-huh. It feels like the, It feels like it's over. Personally, uh-huh. I think they're going to lose the game tonight. I think Miami's going to end the series. The one game the Knicks won in the series, Butler didn't play. Even that game was competitive. Every game Butler's played in the heat of one by at least seven points. Now, the way that I look at it, the Knicks just simply put don't have scoring depth. They can't score. According to offensive rating, they're the worst offense left in the playoffs. And you're going down the line of guys you actually trust on that team. You have Brunson, who was very good last game. I trust Brunson more than other guys. Barrett had a great start to the series. He's been okay for the most part. Randall has been a mess. I know he was decent in terms of field goal percentage last game. He also had six turnovers and six fouls, and he wasn't guarding anybody the entire game. And then you had the post-game press conference quotes, which were embarrassing. And Quickly's out now. And I I know Quickly was bad in the playoffs so far anyway, but look at their current bench. The Knicks scored 10 bench points in game four. I believe Miami scored 32. Uh The drop-off is massive. Grimes played 42 minutes. Uh, Hart played around 22. He was in foul trouble, but he's got to play more. I just don't think the Knicks have many options offensively, and I think the Heat do because Bam's been really good. We know Butler's been good. But you see guys step up all the time, whether it involves Vincent, whether it Uh involves, in some cases, Duncan Robinson. Struess has been good the last couple games. You've gotten some contributions from other guys. I don't think the Knicks have that luxury. And Thibodeau is a guy who isn't exactly known for making many high-quality adjustments. Spolstra is the much better coach. But I think it's a serious problem when Randall, whether you want him traded or not, because I know that 90% of the fan base wants him traded now, the fact that he's making these quotes after games, talking about effort and how, you know, maybe they want, like, shut up. Like, just play better, man. Like, it just feels like the Knicks have completely rolled over, in my opinion. I compared it to the Hawks series a couple years ago. A lot of similarities. They won game two at home. They got rolled over in games three and four on the road. They came back home for game five. They got buried. It feels like Miami is clicking right now at basically every area. The Knicks aren't clicking at anything. And I'm not going to lay four or three and a half points with a team that can't score. I'm going to take Miami plus the points. I'm going to lean to Miami money line. Jimmy Bowers undefeated in the series. I think the Heat are the better team, simply put. So I'm going to lean to the Heat. You make all valid, very valid and good points. And um, You don't think I was being a little bit too harsh on stuff? or you think that's No, fine? no, no. I mean, I, I probably would have said it more harshly than you did. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, is that I feel like the line is telling you what to do and how much as much as nobody wants to believe it. I feel like the line is telling you what to do. And it's just way too it's just way too much money on Miami here for me. Like, that's really, truly it. Sometimes sometimes I need to actually go through the game. Yeah, I I mean, it's not even just like, yeah, I'm going contrarian, but like it's not even just going contrarian. It's just really, truly like how I handicap and how I read lines sometimes. And it's literally like it's literally screaming to me what to do. And 
I can't go. This has won me so much money. It's lost me too, but it's won me so much, so many times that I can't go against it. I have to go Knicks here just because of the fact of all this money pouring in in all these different books. Everybody's reporting. Everybody's betting Miami, and this line refuses to respect that. Like, look at. I know we're not talking about the other game, but um, look at all the money that's on Golden State, and it went from five to seven. Yeah, the red flag that I have is that uh, Scott Foster wasn't called in to extend the series. So that's kind of <laughs> the surprising factor here. I thought maybe they'd want another game. He's with been, the yo, ball. he's been working overtime. Like, I feel every single night, like every single freaking night that, you know, we see Scott Foster, like every game, every day. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's always a Scott Foster day. But yeah, no. I probably I probably won't have money on this because I truly don't care to bet everything. And so but that is enough that line that lack of line movement, let's say that the lack of line movement towards the heat and I'm only getting a half a point from four and it it went up like it went from three to four now three and a half. And I'm just looking at it over the time since the last game. It went three, four, held at four, held at four, held at four, mm-hmm. three and a half today. Which would make sense because today's the day of the game. People, more people bet, you know, day of the game rather than you know. It, whole it might just before. be for me the actual value of home court advantage because Miami was laying a, a decent number last game, roughly four and a half. So you're telling me that home court's worth about eight points? Like that's the differential between the travel here like I, but see I that it. doesn't but that yeah that's what i'm saying and sometimes if it smells there's there's a reason yeah. it's no I, so. I get your point i'm also going to be a little bit biased against the sketchy line movement because in the hockey play i took yesterday i took an over in in the uh, hurricanes devils game first three games went over game three landed 12 the fourth game was at five and a half and it's like this is the sketchiest line i've ever seen in my life but i'm going to take it anyway it went over in two periods. The game flew over anyway. It just seemed like a bad line. I feel like uh-huh. they're pricing the Knicks in like they're going to come out like a desperate team that's trying to fight off elimination. I think mentally they might just be fried. I have a question regarding their effort, and I think that the Heat might have just mentally broken this team. And I've seen Thibodeau in these spots in the past, mostly once again the Hawks series a couple years ago. They needed to win at home to stay alive, and they no-showed the game. I, I'm concerned that the effort's not going to be there for the Knicks. And if things go bad early, Miami is just going to smell blood in the water and take care of business. But it's mostly getting four or three and a half against a team that can't score. Like, I'm not going to lay three and a half or four with the Knicks if there's no guarantee they even reach 100 points in a given playoff game. I'm going to lean to Miami, but I understand your points. I was fully prepared to bet Miami at like minus one, minus two, and just recuperate my bet on the series. But yeah, it's it, I'm, I'm good on it. I don't have to bet the side in this one. The, the total is at 209 and a half. It's ticked down a little bit. See heavy percent of money coming in on the under. Makes sense. Does it? You've had it. This the series actually gone over a couple of times recently. I am a bit surprised about the amount of money coming in on the under. Yeah, because if the Knicks win and the Knicks can't score, it means that Miami couldn't score either that game. Yeah, I'm gonna lean to the under. I'm I'm hoping that the Heat role players stop making shots on the road. But then again, it is MSG, so you you get to play the fun mini game of pick who has a legacy game tonight. Uh, my guess would be Vincent. Actually, no, Vincent's had a couple of good games. 
you have a couple options, so just keep your eyes out there. Kyle Lowry would be my guy who might step up for 15 tonight, but I'm going to lean to the under. The Knicks defensively were a lot better at home uh, in the first round, but then again, Cleveland, this series has aged so horribly for Cleveland in hindsight because Uh the Knicks beat that team in five. Like that, that's, that's so bad looking back on it for Cleveland. But defensively, they brought it both home games there. I am going to lean to the under. I just have questions regarding the Knicks offense, and I'm hoping their defense shows up and maybe the Heat struggle at points offensively in this game. I mean, it's, you're playing but, with house money if you're the Heat. Like, you're really playing with house money. You're up three games to one. You're on the road. You got another game coming back home. Like, and you got to fly back to Miami anyway. And <laughs> so. <laughs> but you definitely could give yourself a big advantage because you might want to end this right now because since Boston, I know they're on the road for game six. They yeah. are technically. They are technically favored in game six on the road. You can pick up a serious amount of extra rest if you're mm-hmm. able to get it done because that Boston series might go seven. Yeah. I, I, ultimately, I think Knicks probably come out early, but what happens in the second half of the game, yikes, whatever. Yeah. The uh, once again, the Knicks yeah, have no I'll, I'll actually do depth, that. I'll do so. the Knicks first half. Knicks can, I, Knicks can I think I have to go with the half. Knicks team total under because, once again, they don't have a bench. Quickly wasn't good this postseason, but at least he gave you some shot creation. What do they have? They finally played McBride. They gave well, him four minutes. Congratulations. You gave him four minutes. But what do you have on the bench? You have, no- I'll you have nothing. I'll talk about that in a second. Do they have the prop? No, they don't have the prop listed. All right, so I can't talk about it. Uh, oh, that's lame. Whatever. Oh, I guess it's because they don't know the lineup. Okay. All right. Uh... Yeah, props wise. Do you think Randall shows up after those quotes? No, I actually don't care. I mean, I mean, he probably, honestly and truly, like, what would be the most Julius Randall thing is for him to say all that and then come out this game and drop forty. Like that would be when nobody ever has, like, nobody's ever, nobody's putting money on Julius Randall today. Nobody. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody. I thought about preparing a they want it more than us parlay, and I was going to just take all the Randall unders and just merge them together. Yeah, but, nobody's and nobody's putting money on them. And however, I'm almost positive that <laughs> it would be the most Julius Randle thing for him to have a great a great day. Like the most Julius Randle thing for him to have a great day when it probably doesn't matter anymore. That's the bright and, side of the extreme. The downside honestly, is he might get benched at honestly, some point in the third quarter. Honestly, I would flip the screen off every single time he scores. Like, because why were you doing this now? And that's where it actually would be the most annoying thing if the Knicks do come out here and win this game because it's like too little, too late. Appreciate you, whatever, who cares? But so here, it's Villanova. If anybody is going to try in this game and anybody is going to do anything for the Knicks in this game, it's going to be Villanova. Yeah. So I wanted to put out a Villanova parlay. Uh, I don't have the other half of Villanova to do that. But when he does come out, it's probably going to be low because he scored two points last game. And I can probably get him for a solid 15. He's done 15 a few times. These playoffs coming off of the bench. So I think 15 is really reasonable. I don't don't want to go back in time that much on game four because I know we're talking about game five. But I still can't even understand the thought process of bringing Harden off the bench when – he was one of your most consistent players the entire series. I know foul trouble was an issue, but Grimes ended up playing 42 minutes. Out of all the adjustments to make, 
Hard off the bench, really? Like that was. I mean, I feel like I feel like that's. I feel like that is more of like because it didn't work this past game. You say that, but like Josh Hart's been coming off the bench and playing really, really good bench minutes for us ever since he got there. Like, yeah, but he started him in the lineup series. Him, but I'm saying him starting in the lineup was just because Grimes got hurt, and then they just he just. Tibbs didn't make the adjustment to go back when Grimes came back because it was working, but yeah. then it wasn't working. And it was like, all right, we lost quickly. We need somebody good to come off the bench. Oh, Josh Hart, you've proven to us that you can come off the bench and add good minutes. Opposed to Grimes when he comes off the bench and he's just like literally Evan Fournier running around out there not doing anything. So I just I just think it's not a coincidence that Hart barely played last game, whether it was foul trouble or that was by design or a mix of both. I don't think it's a coincidence that Hart barely played and the Knicks got buried on the glass. Yeah, that's not a no, coincidence as far as so I'm concerned. That's why that's why I'm all over Josh Hart props today, and it's very very telling of and possibly because they don't know the lineup if he's going to be back in the starting lineup or if he's coming off the bench. But as soon as they drop his parts, his <laughs> props, I'm going to be all over Josh Hart today. I'm pretty sure he has a great day. Like regardless, he's looking for an extended contract with the Knicks. He needs to show off, showcase himself, and just say, hey, even in a game that looks like it's an elimination game, we're probably going to be out of here after tonight. I'm going crazy. I'm securing my bag for the future. There's interest on me and the Knicks to bring me back next year. Let me just prove that, hey, these guys may not be good in the playoffs. I'm good in the playoffs. So I'm all over Josh Hart today. That's my favorite player prop that does not exist. Yeah. I'm with you anyway. I'm with Hart and I'm with Brunson, mostly Brunson, because at least in game four, he showed up. He brought a certain level of intensity that you were looking for in basically a must win game. They lost the game anyway. I know I know that Randall went, I believe, eight for 13, still at six turnovers, still at six fouls. He was letting people blow past him defensively the entire game. Randall was a mess. Anyway, you want to slice it. Brunson actually was willing to go down fighting and he was trying to make shots late in the fourth quarter. So I know he's going to bring it. I know that he's actually willing to go down with the ship. I feel like most of the Knicks aren't going to be willing to do that. So I like Brunson just based on the fact that somebody's going to shoot the ball. I think Randall may be mentally checked out already. So I think Brunson probably takes north of 25 shots in this game because somebody's going to have to shoot the ball. I like Brunson overs. I think Brunson might go for 30-35. I can really see a situation where Thibodeau looks over and says, well, listen, you're all I got. So take all the shots you want. You know, we'll set you screens. I'll let you do what you want. I can see Brunson going for 30 or 35 or maybe another double-double because at least he's the guy who's tried to show some leadership where he's willing to just go all in and – Potentially lay it all on the line with the season on the line. So I like Brunson because at least I know the effort level I'm going to get with him. And apparently what I said made uh, Terrell rage quit the actual podcast. But anyway, I'm on Miami, simply put. It's one of those things where if I lose money, then I lose money. But I feel a lot better taking the better team, getting points against the Knicks team or against an opposition that might have rolled over and mentally quit already. I, that's how I'm looking at it. My main prop I'm going to look at here is on the Knicks is going to be Brunson. I like Brunson in the spot. I think Brunson has played well lately. And once again, he's not afraid to take a bunch of shots. So I, I like Brunson overs. I think he'll go down swinging. Told you, Villanova parlay, man. It's happening. I'm doing a Villanova parlay today. 
Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to Mitchell Robinson, who went over his five and a half point total last game with six. So shout out to Mitchell Robinson. And now he's at six and a half. It means we take the under, right? I'm not taking the over. <laughs> can't take the over with him. He's got no offensive talent. <laughs> he can't make a free throw. He has no post moves. Uh, but I, and he gets into foul trouble all the time. What am I supposed to do with Mitchell Robinson? And clearly they're not getting offensive rebounds, so he's not getting no putbacks. No. All right. Let's you can make an argument here. going through the series that looking at the Knicks roster, you don't know what the purpose is of like half the players on the team because most of them haven't been doing the role. I don't know what yeah. anybody's been doing in the series besides basically Brunson. Honestly, honestly rhymes a little bit. I've enjoyed the ride getting this far. I'm actually super surprised that they got this far. I don't think Knicks fans should be upset. I'm just pointing out nah, that I'm super a lot of guys in the series have defined roles and they either didn't show up at all or just haven't taken care of the roles. That's kind of what I've noticed throughout the series. So now, you know, it's going to be a doubt. They're going to go back and going to go backwards for two seasons and then they're going to make another push again. And so that's normally what happens. They have a good year, go back a couple of years and then they have another good year. At least they won a round going into the year. I don't think you expected them to win a round. I didn't think they. That's what I'm saying. I believe you had them as a play. <laughs> I did have them as a playing team. I thought they were going to be 42 and 41 and 41. You thought they'd be around 500. Yeah. Yep. But I also really, really shade on Jalen Brunson at that time. All right. Before we get to the next game of slate, got to talk to you about Talkify, the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship success. I'm trying to tell you, they take. All the methods that you need to find a partner, they interview them, they screen them, they even do background checks. You're not getting no crazies here with Talkify. You're getting quality partners to have dates with and have stress-free dating that you don't have to worry about. They create an amazing environment for you. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of their clients find a person in the first 12 matches. <laughs> you go one for 12 in baseball. That's pretty bad. But Talkify, it's amazing because that's the rest of your life. You only need one. Right now, Talkify is offering your our listeners 20% off when you become a client. Go to Talkify.com slash SGPN. That is T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN. Okay. Let's see here. Last game on the slate, we have the... Game five for the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Warriors open up as a five-point favorite. They are now a seven-point favorite. 226 is the total injury report here. And we have for the the Warriors, Patrick Baldwin Jr. questionable, Mo Bama questionable. None of that has had any of impact. The real thing that you should know on the injury report is that Jordan Poole is all systems go for today. There is no reason at all whatsoever that he's not playing. Take that with a grain of salt, however you want to take it. <laughs> but now we've heard it ever since literally they lost the game. Well, I lied. Let me rewind. Ever since they blew that game. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors narrative that they've come at come back from down 3-1 has been pushed. If you look at the championship odds for teams in the playoffs now, you have two teams that are down 3-1 in the series, the Knicks and the Warriors. The Knicks are 90-1 to to win the championship. The Warriors are 16-1 to to win the championship. There is a lot of optimism behind the Golden State Warriors finding a way to turn this series around. It makes Starts sense with tonight. Starts with tonight. 
Are you laying seven with Golden State? I understand why a lot of money came in on Golden State. You've had some talking heads mentioning, well, maybe they should rest the starters, which is one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard. However, I do think it's going to really kind of mimic the Memphis series, which is the exact script we have so far for this series, where the Lakers won game one on the road, they punted game two on the road, they won games three and four, three comfortably, four in, in uh, very competitive fashion, but they ended up pulling it out. And then game five, they no-showed. And it seemed like they were competitive early on. The desperate team facing elimination showed up, and the Lakers decided in the second half, you know what, LeBron and AD have played roughly 40 minutes every game. Why are we trying to kill these guys? Let's just rest them. Let's pull them in the second half, and we'll re- you know, assess everything for game six and they'll win game six. So it does have the exact same script as the sure. Memphis series, like the exact same script. It looks like it looks like the exact same series. Uh, but I do think I'm going to lean to Golden State. I understand. I'll tell you what, for teams down three, one, I'm more optimistic about Golden State than most other teams, because a couple of these games have been competitive and Golden State, as you said before, should have won game five. Uh, should have won game four, I mean. They really had that game. They were up double digits in the fourth quarter. That Lonnie Walker statue is going to be really nice. You know, It's going to be really nice outside of the Crypto Center. But it's only one road game. I'm just saying. like, You know, there's an old saying, in order to beat the, to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. You know Golden State mentally is not going to just roll over and quit. They're going to go down swinging. They've been around the block too many times to roll over. It is only one road game which I do think makes the 3-1 comeback more feasible. I think they win comfortably tonight. I think it's going to be a close game early on, but I do think the Lakers will just not make enough adjustments throughout the course of the game. I question the effort of AD and LeBron. We've seen them potentially take it easy, and maybe they can realize in the back of their mind we have another couple shots to win the series. Golden State has no tomorrow until they make one. So I could see Golden State coming out and potentially burying this team. I think it's close early, but it's kind of a similar script to game two. I think the Warriors win this game by double digits, so I'm going to lean to Golden State. But this line does feel extremely weird that everybody, including Vegas, is just expecting the Lakers to roll over and hand over a free win to the Warriors. It feels very weird, but I'm going to lean to Golden State. 60% 60% of the bets, 94% of the money on Golden State tonight. I don't know if I've ever seen a team down 3-1 laying three possessions. I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. I mean... Have you ever seen that? A team down 3-1 that's just laying three possessions? No. but I've never seen that in my life. So, here's my situation. On Hardwood Culture Podcast, I gave out and said the same thing that I said here is that I didn't know which way the series was going to go, but I felt like we were going to be underwhelmed. It just felt like we five. were getting all this hype. Yep. And it was just going to be underwhelmed and it was going to go under the five and a half. And then I realized that for it to go exactly five games was three to one. And the under five and a half was like plus one sixty or something like that. And I was like, well, they're not, no, neither team's getting, swept, You're not getting a sweep. So, yeah, sweeps not so I took the three to one. So now I'm sitting at three to one basically for the Lakers to win tonight. And I'm deciding if I want to go all in 
or just kind of, you know, potentially hedge out or anything. My point with this and the reason that I said it, I thought it was going to be a short series. And thus far, it looks like to be proving me right. Can you even hedge, though? Like, Golden State's a pretty big favorite here. Can you realistically hedge? Mm, not realistically, but you're I, assume, you're kind of just I, I think you're just, it's just the assumption. Yeah, it's just the assumption that if Golden State wins, they win big. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's too many people that think that Golden But I'm State's saying you would hedge by taking Golden State money line, but based on the current price, I think you have to. It would be it would be like a Steph. It would be like a Steph in Golden State if I were to yeah. do it. I had already just kind of determined, like, if Steph is going to do it. But I think you have Nick to. Nick is right. Lie. Nick is right. I'm not a gardener. No, yeah. no. Nick is right. I'm not a gardener. And in general, in fact, though, you're not getting even, any value. You got exactly what you wanted going into game five. You can't really hedge now for no I problem. literally handicapped the series perfectly to yeah, this you point. Can't change it's just it the now. Lakers. Like, we haven't seen really anything special other than the Lakers just being a better team for three games. Yeah. Like, that's really it. And that's all it was last, last game. The Lakers just being a better team. And they had the freaking fourth guy off the bench come into the game and give him 15 in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. Why. We sit here and you say, what can Golden State do? Other than, you know, Jordan Poole actually deciding to play basketball in this series, there's really nothing else they can do. Like, there's Steve Kerr has coached a pretty good... Make shots. Like, just yeah. Put. I mean, I, my, I just... my clay comments, though, from earlier this season... Woo! Those have aged pretty well. They've aged pretty, pretty well. Yeah. But it, it just took for him to have one other good series. You give him some props, and then he uh, came back and proves you right again. I was going to say, though, even when you say one good series, he did go, what, four for 19 in game seven? <laughs> like, he did. Very we much put into did. Perspective here. He very good much series, did. And he had a good, like, so, yeah, 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 you're right. He was not good in game disgusting. six. He was not good in game seven. Like, he didn't. A great that series is, is a stretch. He had a good, like, three, four games. But. Yeah, I just think the Lakers are a better team, man. Honestly and truly, they are the better I think team. they are. If Golden State wins this, I can't imagine that they they blow the doors off and the Lakers just quit. Like I, this is like let's just talk about the narrative. LeBron has a chance to put Curry away in five. Like all the time, he got beat up by them with Kevin Durant, and we talk about you know I've seen the post where it's like. Curry is somewhat 0 for 6 or 1 for 6. You're talking for, about the last 30 years. Yeah, like, like whenever he doesn't have Kevin Durant, whatever. Like, this oh, is, okay. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe this is a blowout going to State's way, and I'm wrong, but I'm not laying 7 points with a team down 3-1 that I just think is – the worst team, like seven, seven is a lot of points. Like that is multiple possessions here. I think the argument is though, Golden State's going to be at home. We know the home road differences, but it's mostly just relying on the supporting cast to actually make contributions, which you tend to see more often at home than on the road. The Warriors were still up double digits in the fourth quarter, even though nobody could hit a shot the entire game besides Steph. So once again, it wasn't like the Lakers blew him out of the building. It was just the Lonnie Walker game and nobody on Golden State yeah. to make a shot. I mean, it just the Lakers just kind of hold serve. Like, they just kind of hold serve the entire game until yeah, they have much. the opportunity and they see an opportunity where they can come in and pull away, and they do. And I just... It's see, both Walker. of us have handicapped this series pretty spot on because you had the under one way or another. I just straight up at Lakers in six, and I've gotten every game right. So... 
right now, if you're doing the exact outcome and you're back in what I said, so far yeah. you're live. You can potentially yeah. win the series tonight. Well, actually, you can't because I have the Warriors winning game five and the Lakers winning game six. But every game, I've, I've been as accurate as the, as the dog right now. Uh, the differing thing is going to be game six. But I would both be... of us, myself and the dog, have aligned for the Warriors to win game five. So I'm taking the Warriors to win comfortably in game five. I would be shocked if Miami and Golden State if Miami got a win and Golden State blew them out, I would be shocked. That would be that. That is, I think that is worst case scenario for the books. Worst case scenario is Miami wins wins the game outright and Golden State covers this seven. That's why I took. You can't, you can't points, lose though. both. I think the Heat are going to win the game personally, but I do think that you can make an argument the Knicks could win by like two, and then I'm still happy anyway. But the series goes mm-hmm. a bit longer. Like I could see a world of the Knicks hypothetically win. I'm not picking it but I think that there's a possibility. It really does feel like that Memphis series. And once again, you're talking about the post-game quotes, if you want to, with LeBron, and they're asking him after the game, how does it feel? We can't win this without Lonnie Walker, blah, blah. And LeBron ends every press conference quote with, I'm exhausted, I'm going to take a nap. Like I do think that the Lakers, like physically, with an older team, might just... Decide, you but know what? That, like, but isn't that even more reason? Isn't that even more reason to, like you said, in the Miami? They, that's even more reason to just end it tonight. And you see that you potentially, just like with the, uh, what's the other series in the East? Oh, with the 76ers and the Celtics, yeah. you see a series that has the writing on the wall that is going seven, and you have a chance to end it here. But the motivation is there for both of, both of the dogs tonight to really one of these dogs is cashing like one of these dogs is cashing truly. And I, I'm just going to go the contrarian route and say it's the one that nobody thinks it is. Well, when you say dog, do you mean spread or do you mean money? Line? No dog, like actual okay. dog. You mean both actual dogs. dog. Okay. But yeah, like when have you seen when have you seen two series in game five? The teams are down three games to one, and both teams that are one and three in the series are favored. One of these dogs is cashing tonight, and I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's the one that nobody's betting on. Wait, what do you say? Both teams that are... Both teams... Look, both, both of these series are in game five. Both yeah. series are three both, games to both one. Both teams that are down three, one, or... Fa- okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I and, yeah sure they're I favorites. And yeah, so okay. that's why I'm saying that one of the dogs that... It, this One of these series is going to be over tonight. Everybody says it's going to be the Miami series. Very much could be true. Me, as the villain person I am, I'm going to say that it's not going to be that series and it's going to be the Lakers one because nobody's betting the Lakers. And I'm going to trust be my instincts very, very on the favorite. series because I've gotten every game right. I'm just going to lean to the Warriors. I, I really do think the Lakers potentially show up for a quarter and then fatigue might play a factor. LeBron has been really, really I'm good this postseason of pacing himself. He's been really good at pacing his minutes, pacing his overall intensity. I think LeBron might take the second half off in this game if it gets pretty ugly early on. So maybe some player prop unders in theory, but I'm going to lean to Golden State. We'll see what happens. Lakers plus seven, Lakers plus 265 on the money line. Well, you shouldn't take seven because you can can get seven and a half. So. Oh, is there a seven? Oh, yeah. At least Fanduel's got yeah. seven and a half. Yeah, I just seen it. They just moved. I saw it. Okay, so yeah, Lakers plus seven and a half. Uh, Lakers plus two sixty five on the money line. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure one of these series is over tonight. Like it, it just. It, it, I would be shocked if one of these series did not end tonight. Okay, 
226 is the total. The updated series price for people that are curious, Lakers are around minus 500 or like minus 460. Warriors are around plus 350, give or take. Mm -hmm. It's only one road game. Like, I'm not saying the series is over. But but that's what I'm saying for both of these series. It's just that the Knicks haven't shown us anything and the Warriors have. Like, but, but for both of these series, I mean, if you're down three games to one, this is the situation that you, but you also said that about Memphis and Milwaukee, that that is the situation you want to be down in. Like you want to have two home games to come back. I think the main difference for me between the two series for tonight is just the overall mental toughness. I know the Warriors will go down swinging because they've been around a long time. And I know that Kirk can make some adjustments. I, I can't say the same about the Knicks. With the quotes you're hearing, with Thibodeau's... Oh, no, no, that's 100%. But I'm just saying that there are some people with some higher... that have a lot more power than I do. And while I think that the world would be shocked if those two outcomes come, and I'm not saying both of those outcomes come, you probably... Maybe the books lose one game and win another. But I'm almost positive... (laughs) <laughs> that there's no way they're taking an L on Miami and Golden State. Like one of those, one of those may go, but the other is gonna flop. I would. I'm be hoping shocked. for my sake the Knicks win the game, but don't cover. I would be truly, truly shocked if they lost Miami and Golden State tonight. Like if they, if both of those two teams won and cover, I would be truly, truly shocked. I, I, I truly think the writing was on the wall for this to be a 50-50 split, similar to last night where all the money was on Boston and Denver and you got Philly outright and then Denver rolled over Phoenix. I think it's the writing on the wall that it's a split there somewhere. You just got to pick the split correctly. Yeah. And the split probably is Miami and Lakers low key. And then both series are just over. And you're also we'll getting see. points with both teams. Yeah. It would, that would make sense. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. two twenty six. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. torn here because mm-hmm. once again I think the I think the Lakers might no show mm-hmm. the game so I think the Warriors should score but that means the Lakers might not score. I think I have to lean to the under. Yeah, just give me an under. I don't like it. Just give me an under. I'll be okay. All right. Player props. I'm on Davis under. Twenty four and a half. <laughs> I think I think I have to be on the under for Davis here. Like once again, I think what is this? was that two good games in a row? Yeah, give or take. And even it, two good games in a row, Jerome, right? he didn't do much offensively in the second half. He had 23 and 15. He only attempted 16 shots, and he only got to the line three times. But he really wasn't a big factor late in that game. So I do like the under for Davis. There are a couple ways to get there. The main adjustment Gold said I think is just going to do is to really try to make AD expend a bunch of energy defensively on the perimeter, taking him and dragging him away from the basket, which they did early on. Then they went away from, and then they tried it again, and they Curry ended up settling for a couple of really bad three-pointers at the end of the game. But I do think that's going to be the main adjustment the Warriors use. I think they try to take AD away from the basket, get him involved in pick and rolls all the time, and we'll see how he does. But I'm going to lean to AD under. He's had two good games in a row, so if you want to play that angle, maybe he's overdue for a bad game. But he didn't get there last game either, so I'm going to lean to the under on Davis. I got to go back to all reliable. What's the Jordan Poole line at? Doesn't nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, nine and a half. It was 12 and a half last game, and I gave it out, and he had zero points. Give it him and Draymond under last game. They both went under. Um, Poole under. 
yeah, I, I, I feel like he might not play. Like, if I told you going in, Poole's a healthy scratch, would you really be shocked based on how he's played this series? Would you would you really be that shocked if I told you he played, like, five no. minutes in garbage time? No, I would not be shocked, but I also would not be shocked if Poole gave you 20. Just had a random game, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it, it just feels like Julius Randle and Jordan Poole are going to piss a lot of people with underslips off tonight. I can see that. Similar to how Jamal Murray pissed people off last night, because there was a lot of people that were betting Jamal Murray last night. Like, I didn't realize how many people were betting it. And so, like, I kind of searched his name and looked around. It was a lot of people that were on Jamal Murray last night. So, yeah. uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really good on, on. And then it's like, it's so easy for him to get this. Like, he can streak, like, he can streaky get this. He can still have a bad game and get this. Like, there's no he point. Can. In I'm just wondering about the. Point. I would rather bet, I would rather fade him by backing somebody else on that bench. That's my pool fade. I would rather fade him by backing a DiVincenzo or a Moody. And if you, if it is going how you say they're going to get that production from somebody else other than him, I would rather do that than to fade pool at this point. I think I would take Moody if I had to pick any of those guys, but. Maybe Gary Payton, if you want to make an argument for him. I know he might start in this game. We'll see. But he played 10 minutes last game. They didn't didn't use him at all when it mattered because they shouldn't. It just feels like at this point, Kerr has given him so many chances to be relevant in the series. And he's somehow gotten progressively worse as the series has gone on. If Poole didn't play in this entire game, I would not be shocked. He's been that bad. You know the person who under you need to take? Come on, take a guess. I know you know it. I know you know the answer. You are you gonna say Clay Thompson? No, you gotta take Lottie Walker's under man. Oh, I didn't even see a prop man. Oh, I do. I see eight and a half. half. Sorry, I see eight and a half. It is juice. It's juice to the over. Like everybody's betting Lonnie Walker to come back and have another good game. Like mindful, he did all of that in one quarter. One quarter. Come on, man. Like, you got it. I, I see uh, FanDuel's guy at plus 104, man. I'm going to have – like, we talk about – and Moonoff says it all the time. We talk about how the Lakers and how deep they are that different guys step up all the time. And, bro, the story has been there. He's been America's sweetheart for the past two days. Like, they still – they're still talking about uh, – who was it? Uh, they it was on inside, and I think it was after the Philadelphia and Celtics game, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's the Lonnie Walker right there." Oh yeah, you know that's Lonnie Walker right there. Like, come on, man. He's got a title uh, for it, like role player extraordinaire after one game, and it just feels it just feels like that this is the the down like. When everybody's high on him, when everybody's like, why wasn't he playing more in the series? Play him more. Give well, we him saw it with Andrew Shaman yesterday. Yes, and Shaman did nothing. And I'm kind of kicking myself because I was thinking it about Shaman, but I didn't end up, you know, I just, you know how you have bets in your mind and you forget to place yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Once the game, the game started and I saw how bad he was, oh, yeah. I was like, crap, I was supposed yeah. to play his under. Like, yeah, man, it just feels like that. It, it feels like this is going to be a Lonnie Walker where he just – he doesn't do anything, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm staying away from Walker personally because I am concerned if it does turn into a Golden State route and it does get ugly. Is Walker playing the garbage time minutes? Like that's kind of what's concerning me a little bit. So he might get a decent amount of playing time regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm staying away from Lonnie. I, like I am going to lean to Davis under as my favorite player prop, though. Besides mm-hmm. Pool. I, I gotta take pool unders. Like I know he could go over. It's a low number. 
Pool has made me so much money this postseason just taking his unders. And the one the one or two times he goes over, you live with it because he's going under like 80% of the time. But I really think Kerr might not play him. He's been that bad. I, I think I have to go with the under. But for Lonnie Walker, I'm staying away because I do think if this game gets ugly, Walker still might be in that garbage time closing unit. So he might get run anyway. But I think if I was going to pivot for any overs in theory for Laker players, I can see D'Angelo Russell having a decent game. Yeah. The volume's going to be there. You're hoping for some He's had a lot better of a series this series. I feel, he's felt like he's had a lot better series this series, even though, you know, he has his games where he disappears. It feels like this yeah. has been better. So, and I'm, yeah, I'd I'm probably there. look – I'd consider a Wiggins under at 17 and a half. He really just tops out at 15 or 16 every game, doesn't he? Wiggins mm. can have the greatest first half you've ever seen with like 15 yep. points. He's just not going over 17. <laughs> he just won't do it. It's just that's his ceiling. He just has he knows in the back of his mind, I have 15 points. This is where this is the most you're gonna this go. This is on all they ask from me. I don't yeah. I don't get asked to I have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry playing. You must continue your journey without play. me. Like 17, yeah. I'm giving you. That's all I'm gonna give you. Yeah, I um I'm weak. <laughs> That's and Draymond under I'd consider, but he he did have eight points before the fourth quarter and proceeded to not look at the rim a single time in the fourth quarter. So maybe he could lean to his over. I'd maybe lean under anyway. Vanderbilt is at Vanderbilt's at four and a half points. That I'm tempted by the over because he still thinks he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take at least one or two threes in a game, and he gets offensive rebounds. I'd maybe lean to an over on him. They but leave him open because they're comfortable with him shooting it. Yeah, I'm going to lean to an under, though, on Davis. And do you want to make a case for Reeves under at 13 and a half? He had his good game. I know, I know. And I bet him, too, and it really, really blew me. Uh, he was the only leg that missed of a parlay. Uh, his under 21 and a half points rebound and assist. I guess I'll go back to it. Uh, he really did blow me, though. Uh... Man, I can't get away from Braun over 25 and a half. I just feel like everybody has the wrong narrative about what they're going to do in this game. I don't think that they're just like, I, I don't think they're just going to lie down and just rest these guys. Like, they've been, oh, I think he's LeBron's going to show up. I just have questions if AD is going to show up or not. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that they're, I think they're both in for another 40 minute night trying to close this out. And it all comes down to the first half. Yeah. Honestly and truly. If the Lakers are close, they'll they'll unload everybody and try to win the series. If they're getting killed early, they're going to play like 30 minutes. So just keep, keep an eye on the first half. Maybe take some live player prop unders because yeah. I'd be shocked if the playing time was that large if they were getting killed. Um, it will be very, very quick to wave the flag in this game if it, if it gets ugly. Yeah. But that's also why I kind of like the fate of Walker because I think that it's not going to get ugly and I think the Lakers are going to win. So... Uh, what? Let me read the chat. Uh, Jake said DiVincenzo two and a half rebounds minus one forty. That seems like stealing. He's active everywhere, and one half threes plus one seventy five. Yeah, that's where that's where I felt like I was going when I'm fading pool. I was going DiVincenzo. You was going Moody. I was gonna say I, I still have to like the DiVincenzo props anyway because if I said that Jordan Poole might not play, somebody's gonna take his minutes. Yeah, like DiVincenzo is going to be the de facto backup point guard, so I don't mind his props either. Uh, but once again, it's mostly just a pivot off of pool 
And I don't know if, I don't know if you heard the uh, Draymond uh, podcast, but yeah, he said he expected a lot of guys to turn it around. Didn't mention Jordan Poole's name in the list of players he thought would potentially. Oh, he actually around. listed players. He said, yeah, so he I listed Clay to. I expect Clay to play better. I think Wiggins is going to bring it. I think Curry's going to shoot better from. Like he mentioned, all these guys. <laughs> I gotta go. See, I gotta go see the clip now. Pool a I single go time. So yeah, I I think everyone's pretty much out on pool. Really? Wow. Yeah. He That's he, crazy. he just did not even say Pool's name. So it, it just screams Pool's going to finish with eleven points today. Keep all on. right. He also might play five minutes, so keep an eye out for it. Lock and dog time. For my lock. Oh, man, I really want to make Josh Hart my lock. It's like the only, it's like one of the few plays that I feel really, really good about is just Josh Hart showing up to play today. Uh, yeah, I guess I got, I, I'll just trust it. Give me, give me Brunson over 25 and a half. He's been, he's been cashing his points, bro. Regardless of what the outcome of the game is, he, he at least, gets in the 20 range and then from there we're just talking about a couple extra buckets and he what was it 30 last game they had 30 and 11 i believe yeah so all right i'll go with brunson brunson has oh how many times does he 25 30 20 32 yeah he's like been there all series all series and really all playoffs long 27 20 21 29 23 yeah but you're gonna take him 25 plus or or his regular prop of over uh, um, what's 25 plus uh 25 plus is minus 125 oh okay yeah so you're paying you're paying an extra 21 cents but still yeah still i'm fine with that i'm fine with that i'm cool uh I'm trying to think of if there's any other thing that I like more than that. Not really. Yeah, let's just go with Brunson. Brunson doesn't really let me down that, that often. Uh, for my dog, I'll just go all in on the Lakers and play the Lakers again. I mean, effectively, I have them at 3-1 to one tonight. Uh... Ronnie Walker's a baby dog. Can't do the Villanova parlay. That really was going to be my dog. I was fully prepared to do the Villanova parlay for my dog and find something else. You can take um, it in spirit, but you got to give another pull. I know. I know. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just go with Lakers one game. Lakers plus two forty five. They end the series. They're the better team, man. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I'm going to. Trust my instincts here. I'm going to go with the Lakers team total under in this game. Uh, I'm trying to shop for which is the best line. It's mostly available at 109.5. I'm sure you could still find like a 110.5 if you really want to play it safe. I'll go with the 109.5 for the sake of the show. But mm-hmm. I'm expecting the Warriors' worst case scenario to bring a certain intensity in this game, which the Lakers might not be able to match. But even if the Lakers give LeBron and AD 40-plus minutes, and they try to win this game the entire way through, they've still been really hideous to watch offensively for a lot of this Mm -hmm. series. They can't really shoot. They need to make the series ugly. And once again, with Golden State being in must-win territory at home, I can really expect a solid defensive effort from Golden State. We're leaning to the under in the game anyway. 
Give me the Lakers team total under at 109.5. There are ways that both of us can win. The Lakers can make it like game four once again. They win the game. It's ugly. Both teams barely break 100. But I can see a world where the Lakers fall behind early. They pull everyone early. And you get the bench unit for the entire fourth quarter. There's a couple ways to catch this. But give me the Lakers team total under 109.5. I'll back Golden State's defense at home in a must-win game. And for my dog, I'm going to take the Heat money line. I'll take the bait if I have to. I think the Knicks are dead to rights. I said this going into the last game. I think mentally they're fried. I think talent-wise they are outmatched. And I think that with Spolstra being the head coach, I expect to see him make adjustments Maybe on Brunson, maybe they'll just keep exploiting Randall defensively. But I'll take Spolstra getting plus money against a team he's much better than. I think there's a lot of value on the Heat money line. All right. Best line for that same total I saw was 110.5 at points bet. Uh, what's the uh, juice on that? Uh, I think, uh, hold on, I, I clicked off the screen. It was at 125. 125. Okay. I'll take that. Give me the under 110 and a half at minus 125. You have any thoughts on that prop? Because even if you expect the Lakers to win, they have to win ugly, right? Mm. That's how they win. They make games really ugly, but they just try to outplay you in the half court. Yeah, the defense. I feel like the defense steps up on the road, and you know, defense travels. I think it steps up on the road. And 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 Golden State should bring it defensively. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, so that's my two plus. All right, let's look at the chat, see what the chat has going tonight. Uh, Son says Knicks and Heat under 107 first half. Okay, I feel that. Uh, Kyle Lowry over 13 and a half points. Bless your he heart. He was for my MSG pick for the night. Bless your heart for betting Kyle Lowry. I was going to ask you, by the way, who's your MSG uh, guess? I feel like they play. This is the third time they played this series. I feel like it doesn't count anymore. Fair. <laughs> but it's like everybody. Like I feel like this entire series has just been them on an MSG high and a whole bunch of random people stepping up and hitting really, really big shots for the Heat. It's really the story uh, of the Heat, though. They just keep rotating guys in and out. I know. I know. They're really, really good as an organization. I hate them so much. All right. Uh, Matt's Christie will help us go over 109. Okay. All right. So Matt's Christie helping uh, the over the Lakers team total over. Apparently, I can live with that because now I have 110 in my back pocket, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Let's see here. LG, he said he's looking at Brunson over six and a half assists and Randall over eight and a half rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about the Brunson assist thing because I don't trust everybody else. But if Randall going to do anything, he'll go get some defensive rebounds. Not no offensive ones, but he'll get some defense. See if you can find a Randall defensive rebound prop for like six and a half rebounds because he's going to get the defensive ones for Shelton. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a prop like that, but that should exist. <laughs> I literally just made it up. That should be a thing. That's something that like it Fandle would be so would fun. And I would I would bet pure defensive rebounds prop. I would bet. That. I would do and that, too. Would. All right. Uh, Jr. said Vanderbilt under one. Oh, Vanderbilt over one and a half, one assist. Okay, all right. So over half an assist and shooter. What shooter's a steal? What's one steal for shooter? Uh, let me see if I could find it. Uh, yes, yeah, over half a steal as well. Both of them about one sixty-five. Okay, all right. I lo- shooter definitely be in passing lanes a lot. Vanderbilt can get an assist off of just a re- offensive rebound and a tap back. So 
I like. I those. like where Roby's heads at here. Shot attempts. I've been asking for shot attempts for months. I don't want. Yeah, shot I know. I know, man. I would love shot attempt props. Because why do you get freaking attempts? rushing like, attempts? We you can get rushing attempts and passing attempt props in football. We can't get shot attempts in the NBA. Like, come on. I don't love right. shot attempts. Uh, let's see. Jake said Wiggins four plus threes, Curry 35 plus, Lakers money line one. Wait. So <laughs> the, the Lakers take their best shot and still win. I love that. <laughs> the Wiggins Stu's five plus three probably scare the crap out of me because I'm not sure if he's going to make four. He missed a couple wide open ones uh, last game, so he's getting decent looks. But it's 119 to one. I'm not. I'm never going to roast anybody on the show for taking a play that's 100 something to one. Like go nuts. Have fun with it. LeBron under 25 and a half points for Reggie. All right, I think I read everybody. Steph. All right, yeah, we're getting too much time. Appreciate everybody. This is why you got to be on YouTube so you can see all the plays. I'm I'm doing and this for so the everybody tomorrow, listening. I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. You won't be, right? Yeah, I am okay. not on the show tomorrow. I need a break. Tired, cool. boss. I've been here since Sunday. <laughs> All right. If you are not, make sure you follow us at SGPN NBA. He's at Rush Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like the video, all of that. Oh, Wham wasn't in here today because Wham didn't tell everybody like the video. Well, I hope Wham's okay. Uh, like the video, everybody. Like the video, please, before you're on your way out. Like the video. Other than that, I mean, I really have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. Sixers plus one and a half in the series. We are out of here. Basketball.